We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is August 1st, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, think that way luke sylvia what's oh, going on bro how are you i'm good i'm good i i just it is august 1st like you said it is my birth month so if you guys would like to send me anything for my birthday oh my feel free goodness. to slide Can we the not DMs. do this what bro i'm just just throwing it out there um yeah and then that means we're also in the month of college football beginning officially um mm. is there nfl preseason stuff this month hall of fame game I... or anything no, I think I think maybe the Hall of Fame game. I don't. I think preseason usually starts like early September. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, like dates. We are getting you know NFL. I'm not really. We sure are getting on. so close to the season that will carry me to basketball season, which for me is college football. For you is the NFL, and I am just very excited for it. My Gators are playing against Utah. I think the first week in September, um, and I will be going to that game. Fifty yard line. Shout out my boy Josh Mandola hooking it up with the tickets for that game. So going to be a lot of fun a night game in the swamp nothing like it so i am looking forward to that um new coaching all that stuff so that's kind of where my head's at right now jonathan hey when are you taking me to my first gators game hey i've never been when uh, whenever you want to go you say the word jonathan and we we will florida versus utah let's go <laughs> okay well, <laughs> i'm just kidding well, i know i know lauren's got yeah, that lauren's but, yeah. got that one but we can uh we yeah, can absolutely yeah. work something because lauren won't do the night games um, or won't do anything but night games because she is pregnant and will continue to be more pregnant and will not want to stand out in that heat, anything like that. So I could I could see a world where me and you hit up a you know a nooner or a three thirty type of type of game it would be right. uh, would be All a right. lot of fun. So yeah, you you let be we'll honest figure. with me. Put your put your gator bias aside. How miserable is it being out in that sun, dude? It is is rough. Like. As a student, it was fine, um, unless you like, you know, do a little too much drinking, you know, especially in the student section. That's really the last time I've been to a game, I think. Um, so like 2018, 2019, just because we moved to Nebraska, and I, I've been to more right. Nebraska games in the last couple of years than Gator games, which is a, sh- a shame. But uh, 
Yeah, student section. Games would buy a little bit quicker. Everybody's standing. Everybody's just like loud and obnoxious. You've got you know the token people throwing up. You know those those people that drink mm-hmm. a little too much. And uh, yeah, but it, it's it's hot. It's definitely hot. But it, if you do like a three thirty game, you know might might not be right. as hot. But you know we could we could take it. We could take it. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Someday we'll make it happen. Someday this. All season. right, guys. Eh, maybe we'll see oh, about okay, that. We'll bro. see about, but definitely eventually, probably, oh, okay. maybe, hopefully. Wow. All right. Okay. We'll, all right. We'll, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But guys, we got some good news for you guys. First of all, we have a really big thank you to y'all. So, um, a few weeks back, Kenny Beecham, King of the Fourth Quarter, the dude's got a few different YouTube channels. He does a great job with all of his content. He put out a video right after the first couple of games of Summer League. And it was like him overreacting to Summer League, you know, kind of in quotations overreacting. I don't think he really overreacted that much on that video. But at the beginning of it, he asked for his viewers to post in the comments whatever content creator or personality that they wanted to go on his channel to talk about their favorite team. And he did it for all 30 teams. That's crazy, by the way. We caught wind of this pretty early on it is crazy mm-hmm. it's he's committing to 30 videos that is a lot that is no small feat but we wanted to say thank you to you guys because again we caught wind of it pretty early went right to the comments and almost like every single magic comment was either the six man show or was mentioning us with another one of the great orlando magic podcasts yeah. and kenny reached out to your boys mm-hmm. so Last week or a couple weeks ago, we recorded like a 20, 30-minute thing with Kenny. That's supposed to be out sometime this week, so be on the lookout for that on his YouTube channel, Kenny, his YouTube channel, <laughs> Kenny For Real. Be sure that you subscribe to all of his channels, but the Kenny For Real channel is where we are going to be making an appearance, so we're super excited for that, Luke. Yeah, yeah, and for, for those of you that have seen it, if he does it the way he's been doing it, It'll basically just be like a magic-related headline. Our name probably won't be in the headline, so just look for the one that's got you know probably Paolo in the thumbnail. I would assume it, it, that's what we assume is that he'll do. But um, but yeah, no, it's just it's insane, man, to to be able to you know pair up with him, collab with him to do something like that. I think I've been watching his videos since I was like eighteen or seventeen. I want to say so. That's when I've kind of first started picking up on him. Since then, he has made multiple channels and has just been crushing it so really cool um kudos to him for really just taking the fans words for it um as opposed to just like finding like the biggest like representative per se like of each team just really cool that that he would do that so and even cooler that he reached out to us it was a fun time kenny is exactly how you think he is off camera um, yep. As you watch him in his videos every week, just like laid back, you know, go with the flow, just a- incredible. So it was really cool to to meet him and, and thank you to you know you guys and, and thanks to Kenny for that. The thing that I think I appreciate about Kenny the most is he doesn't act like he knows everything mm. and he will like openly say, I can't watch all right. games of all 30 teams. Right. You know what I mean? So he's bringing you know, creators like us to on the channel to get a little bit more insight into each team. If you don't know who Kenny is, he is one of the biggest like NBA content creators on YouTube. He does a lot of stuff with NBA 2K. Um, him and a few of his like hometown buddies, he's from Chicago. They started a podcast a few years ago that picked got picked up um, by uh, House of Highlights mm-hmm. the Through the Wire podcast, if you heard of. Pee Wee to plug, mm-hmm. uh, uh, another one of our our favorite like NBA 
YouTube and NBA Twitter personality. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with those guys, like check their stuff out and, and get familiar with them. A little bit of magic news, uh, Xavier Simpson. Some people are calling him Captain Hook. You might remember him as basically the starting point guard for most of the Orlando Magic Summer League games. He has signed an Exhibit 10 contract with the Orlando Magic, so at the very least, he will be attending the Orlando Magic's training camp. We'll see if he's on the preseason roster, everything like that. But I don't like the Captain Hook nickname because that was Robin Lopez. That was Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez is the OG Captain Hook. And I'm not just like the dude left and went to Cleveland, but I'm not just about to hand off that nickname <laughs> to somebody else. I'm not with that. I don't know Plus about he's you. Plus, he's a big Disney guy. So, like, a Captain Hook reference just feels fitting yeah, for a guy like Rolo. So, yeah, I don't know. If he makes the final roster, we can talk about it. But what, the the the, the number is at, like, 19 or 20 now? Like, they've reached their capacity, I, think, I yeah, believe, I as far as, like, right exhibit 10s, yeah. two ways, contracts in general. Uh, I believe 20 is the max, and then like we've said the past couple weeks, come the end of preseason, they've got to really cut that number down to 15. So we will see what the Magic do. We will see if Xavier Simpson makes it uh, past the cut, as well as those other guys that they've kind of extended basically training camp invites to. My expectation would be he does not make the main roster, but perhaps crazier things have happened, but that would be pretty shocking to me. We do have some Paolo Bancaro news, some pretty exciting stuff. But before we get to Paolo, we want to talk about our patrons. So if you guys have not heard, you can help financially support the show at patreon.com slash the sixth man show. Recently, we sent out a bunch of stickers out to our patrons, and you guys are slowly but surely getting those in the mail and slapping them on your, your thermoses, your laptops. Somebody put our sticker on their Subaru, Luke. Shout out. On the butt of their car, bro. On the bumper of their car. Um, so, yeah, we do stuff like that for our patrons. There's also three affordable uh, tiers where you can get various levels of benefits. So if you guys are interested in that, you can find us at patreon.com slash the sixth man show. And as part of our Hall of Fame tier package, uh, we shout out all of our Hall of Fame tier uh, patrons on every episode. I'm going to do that now if I can stop stumbling over my own words. Shout out Court Cousins, Armin, Elite Too Low, Jonathan Borges, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Gotti93. Thank you guys so much. Now on to Paolo Bancaro, Luke. First of all, we got word earlier this week from Shams Charania of The Athletic that Paolo Bancaro was nearing an endorsement deal with the Jordan brand. Now, we saw him wear the Jordan shoes uh, during one of his summer league games, uh, but now it seems like it's going to be official. We haven't heard any like terms of the deal, but you know, uh, we put out a reel. He's joining guys like Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, Luka Doncic, all of those three up-and-coming rising stars in the NBA, borderline superstars, You know, some of those guys. He joins that roster on the Jordan brand now, and it's pretty exciting. Uh, how did you feel about that? What was your reaction to Paolo joining Jordan? Uh, it's it's cool, man. I'm not going to sit here and act like I put a lot of investment into shoe deals and brands. I'm not like huge on shoes in general, to be honest. Like, So you walk I, around bare feet? Barefoot? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I just don't have any type of loyalty to like a brand. Um, I will say like Nike running shoes is typically like the running shoe that I wear uh, but as far as like basketball shoes, like whatever looks good, honestly. Um, right now I wear Harden, so like, and it's Adidas, and I 
I'm not like loyal to Adidas at all, you know. So, so it's uh, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I, I I really care about it. But it's cool, man. It's cool that you know the that you know you have a guy that's gonna potentially get his signature shoe here in the next few years. You hope haven't had a guy like that since what Dwight. Um, so pretty pretty sweet to, to that we have even anybody on our team that can represent the Magic that way. We've seen the publicity that comes with having the number one pick. And it helps that he's been really good in the times that we've seen him as well. So when it comes to, we're going to go on off a little tangent here. When it mm, comes okay. to picking your hooping shoe of choice, yeah, you just like go into like finish line or foot locker and you're like, it's that one. And you just go home with it. So in all transparency, the reason I have Adidas and the reason I have Hardens right now is because when I worked in sports, the school that I worked for was Adidas, was an Adidas school, the college. So that's who we had to deal with. So I had like, I think it was something crazy, like 50% off or something like that. So I was like, but, but I, I didn't like Adidas shoes at all. Like in terms of like, I was looking through, I had to do it all online. Um, and I just know what shoe I, size shoe I wear. So I was like going through it and I was like, man, I, I hate all of these. And then finally I got far enough into it. I was like, okay, these hardens aren't, aren't too bad. They're like white predominantly with like gold, you know, stripe trim type of thing on it. Um, so yeah, and it's a high top. It's got to be high top for me. Oh yeah. I, 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 there's people that don't wear high tops and they just do like the low top Kobe's and things like that. I just, my, my ankles are begging are for to a, see that. an ankle sprain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to act like, you know, I'm going hard by any means when I'm playing. So like, I'd probably be good without the high tops, but like even just in high school, that's what I was wearing, and those that's all I trust. See, when I go to buy, like, a basketball shoe, I, like, dive into the research. I go no. into, like, the reviews, all of that. I go no. to, like, like Soul Brothers on YouTube. I go to Wear Testers on YouTube. So I always look, like, what is the best shoe at the time for guards, right? Because right. they say big men, you want some more cushion. Mm -hmm. Smaller guys, I you want a little bit less cushion, more traction. Yeah. No, my thing is, like I said, I'm not like busting my butt. Don't get me wrong. I work up a crazy sweat. Like you more ain't out there hustling, huh? Out. No, defensively, it's it's that Olay defense, y'all. That's see ya. Really depressing. And then offensively, I, I no lie, seventy five, eighty percent of my shots come from the perimeter. I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'll I'll come off a down screen. Like I'll do whatever. But I'm not exerting just like a ton of energy in one one possession, one side of the ball. I'm gonna be so gassed. I I'm real with myself. I will be done by like end of game two if I do that. All right, you're playing the 15. Your team mm. is up 14 to 13. You need one stop and a bucket on the other end. At that point, are you getting after it defensively, or you're like, you know what, I'll, it ain't that I'll, serious. <laughs> so we're up 14, 13. You said you're up 14, 13. You need a stop, and, we're playing, and then. We're you playing need a bucket the other way. We're playing straight up to fifteen. Win by two. Win by two. Okay, That's why win I by said two, you're but up we're up fourteen one. to thirteen. You're up one. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh no, and at that point, like, I'll give up a layup. I don't care. I'll give up a layup. Unbelievable. No, 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 but hear me, hear me, bro. I'll I'll fight over screens so that we're not giving up a three. I'm not I, I there's nothing I hate more than someone like hitting a three in my face for the game. That's not gonna happen. I'll go over the three. I'll fight through the screens. I'll go over it. But on the other end, just know if I get the ball and you're two feet off me, I'm I'm shooting that thing. Like it doesn't matter all right. at all. It doesn't matter. All right, I'm going. Well, for the me, I go point. I go with the Damian Lillard's another Adidas shoe. Okay, you know, it's gotcha. got just enough cushion. 
think they're like the Lillard fives. I've had them for a minute. I've maybe worn them like 10 times, but it's like a mid top, but it's probably got the best like ankle support I've ever had from a mid top. And mm. it's got really good like ankle lock and everything like that. So we're on a crazy tangent here. Back to Paolo signing with Jordan. Obviously, it's freaking <laughs> jump man. Like, it's a big deal. Right. You're signing with the Jordan brand. That is a big deal. I don't know how much say or influence Michael Jordan has when it comes to who, you know, what athletes they're signing. My guess is he's probably okay with them signing Paolo Bancaro. But, uh, you know, I, I think, like, growing up, it just seemed like everybody was signing, like, with Nike. Yeah. In the recent years, like, sure, there's some Nike, but it seems like Jordan is making a more concerted effort in recent years to get some of these up-and-coming kind of rising stars, if you will. So it's just it's more national recognition for us. Paolo's going to get a, a you know nice, well, not nice little, it's a nice fat check, I'm sure, from you know, each year from Jordan. We saw him. We're going to talk about Paolo at the Pro-Am in Seattle in a minute, but we saw him playing in the Jordan 13s. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see what Jordan he decides to play in this year. Uh, but I obviously we've seen Zion Williamson get his own shoe. Uh, Luca's shoe, I believe, is coming out soon. I think Jason Tatum is supposed to get a shoe by the end of the year. So the three signature athletes there. I mean, hopefully within the next four to five seasons, we'll see Paolo with a, a nice signature shoe. And if it's the P5, will, is that like a shoe you would make a point to go out and buy? I think you have to. Like, if you're a Magic fan... And you actually, you know, whether you hoop or not, honestly. But if you're a Magic fan and, and Paolo is is crushing it too, I, I think it'd be hard to stray away from it, honestly. I feel like even to someone who's not a shoe guy, I'd have to do it because I'm a Magic guy, right? Right. Yeah. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. P5's day one, that Orlando Magic colorway, boom. Mm. I'm swiping the Visa. I don't. I don't want to say I don't care what the cost is because if it's like some of these LeBrons that are 195, yeah, I'd be like uh, Paolo, I love you, bro. I'm gonna have to just mm. wait, wait till my next check. Then that's gonna can... that's gonna be like a that's gonna be a Christmas thing for me. It'll be like, hey, mom and dad, like y'all want to like chip in half here, and then I'll get the other half. We'll work something out that that adult Christmas gift plan, you know. Right, Nike. If you want to, I mean Jordan Brand. If you want to sponsor the show and help us with that little 50 percent off, uh-huh. you know, like. Luke had at the old gig. We'll definitely do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, super cool just for him to get the recognition. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see what Jordan he plays in this year. But, Luke, in other news, Paolo Bancaro at the crossover, the Pro-Am in Seattle, joined by Chet Holmgren, which we were robbed of the one versus two matchup in Summer League as Paolo you know, played two games and then was out the rest of Summer League. Um, but we didn't even get to see Paolo versus Chet, unfortunately. They decided to play on the same team, which I thought was pretty interesting, and I have a uh, baseless conspiracy theory oh, please about why they did not play. Because, you know, the NBA schedule is getting ready to come out, and because we didn't see Paolo and Chet on national TV they don't for the Summer League, you. they're going to make... The first game of the season, not of the season, but the first time the Magic play the Oklahoma City Thunder, preferably in Orlando because we did get the number one overall pick. True. They're going to make that a nationally televised game. And ESPN was like, yo, we cannot have this going down on NBA TV on a Saturday afternoon in July. Mm. We're saving this for primetime, maybe even a little inside the NBA TNT slot. Who knows? But... I was all excited to see 
Paolo just go to work on Chet Holmgren, <laughs> snap him in half, and then all of a sudden we find out they're on the same team. And I'm like, come on. Yeah, then you all of a sudden have them against uh, Jaden McDaniels. So, look, Jaden McDaniels looked great at the crossover. That's all I will say. We know that basically the deal breaker for the Timberwolves in the Rudy Gobert deal was keeping Jaden McDaniels. Yeah. They got to keep him out of that trade. It's a big move for them, and he looked great. Game high, 52 points for Jaden McDaniels. I'm not the guy buying all the Jaden McDaniels stock, no. but in that game, he was in his bag. I will give him that. I also think that that kind of should be what keeps Magic fans grounded in Paolo's 50-point performance as well. Because it's like, hey, we saw Malachi Flynn drop 72 points a couple weeks ago in a Pro-Am. Yeah. Whatever you're thinking about the crossover, right. it was a good time, uh-huh. but pump the brakes. Jade McDaniels averaged like nine points a game last year, so like that's all I'm saying. Uh, I don't think that he's going to turn into some star. Is he a valuable piece to his team? Yes, obviously, very clearly. However, that being said, that does like that. This kind of helps us, right? In terms of this is like the same similar conversation that we had during summer league. I know it's summer league. However, I know it's the crossover. However, Paolo looked good. It wasn't just the box score. I went back. I watched it. I watched his clips. I watched it. Right, his footwork, man, is filthy. Just filthy. Uh, it was like it. It was bad. It was like it was so nice. I just want to say we do have to like lower the expectations. The level of competition was not even summer. Uh, I just league. did that. I did right. I just did that. I know, but I, I just, just like the footwork. Look, his footwork. He looked like Michael Jordan against <laughs> you and me. You know what I mean? But that don't make him Michael Jordan. No, but he was still putting in the work. Like he still was like jab, yeah. shot fake, jab step, turn around fadeaway jumper and hitting it like i understand the competition is low no rim right i understand the competition is low as the last time i'm saying this however he looked good like his he, he was in his bag as the kids say and was just tearing it up you could tell they were having an incredible time they played what the whole game or yeah, yeah they did not they, the whole out. i think I think they might have come out for like a split yeah, second, yeah. but quick breather. It was maybe grab pretty sure water it was break. pretty close to all forty minutes. But uh, yeah, and also I have a thought on to, in terms of if that if your conspiracy, your baseless conspiracy, is inaccurate. My thought is, growing up, yes, you know we I love to go head to head with like people that's like on even teams type of thing. But if there was ever a time to play with your buddy who was like you and him were like the alphas of the group when it comes to that sport, whether it's, you know, football at recess or or basketball in like a basketball practice setting and you and your buddy were on the team and you guys knew that you were going to just destroy everybody, you're like, oh, yeah, I like this. And I'm sure that was a little bit of the feeling Paolo and Chet got too. was like, you know, me and you, one and two, baby. And they, they both put in work. They both they both look good. But Paolo looked great. And. To, to take that even one step further, like Jaden McDaniels, Paolo Bancaro, both Seattle guys. Yeah. Chet Holmgren is a Minnesota guy, obviously. I don't think the number one overall pick wanted anyone coming into his hometown and then his team taking the L. Mm-hmm. Outside of Chet, they did not have a lot going on on that Sonics team for Paolo. 
So if you have Chet and Jaden McDaniels just against Paolo and those other guys that were out there, maybe the result of that game is a little bit different, and I'm sure you're in your hometown. You want to win. Are you worried so, that his team name but, was the Sonics? Do you think he picked that? That is a legitimate concern. I'm glad that you brought that up. This is going to be a hot take, and I'm sorry to the good people of Seattle. I hope the Sonics <laughs> don't come back for another 30 years. Because if Paolo, if, if the Sonics ever come back and Paolo is like a free, free agent, that's going to be a nervous summer. Dude, it doesn't matter. That's all uh, I'll say about I, I that. I don't care like the success he's had to that point. The way he talks about Seattle, the way he reps Seattle basketball. Which is very endearing. Yeah. Like I no, really appreciate lo- how much he loves, he loves Seattle. Seattle, and and rightfully so. That's where he's like. That's where he's from. That's where he gives a lot of his credit to to him being the player he is today. But I am just letting you guys know that you guys need to stop. Like myself, I have been a huge. I had a I had a Supersonics hat like probably seven eight years ago, and I would wear that thing all the time. And it was sick, and I loved it. And I just want Seattle to get a team again. I don't want that anymore. I don't want it. I don't want it. No, 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 no. I don't want it anymore. Because, I, like I said, I don't care how good Paolo is. When that time comes, his love for that city is always going to be greater than the love for, for Orlando. And that's just a fact. So, uh, I I was... <laughs> we don't want to start the rumor mill already. It's, it, but it's. But I just feel I like think there, there's no way people aren't thinking this. If there is ever significant traction towards the Supersonics coming back... The Magic need to sign Paolo to a 15-year <laughs> extension with a no-trade well, clause different. in it on well, their so end. Like Donovan Mitchell, right? I, I believe he's a, a New York native. So New York guy. a lot of Knicks fans are saying to themselves, like, oh, Donovan Mitchell, like, it just makes sense. Come home, Donovan Mitchell. Come home. Whatever, which is fine. And that is that. It, there's probably a lot of merit to that. I am sure Donovan Mitchell would love to play in New York in MSG. Who wouldn't? But... My point to this whole thing with Paolo and why, like, obviously people would say, well, if that's the case about them repping their hometown, Donovan would have already demanded a trade to New York a long time ago. No, this is different because the Sonics, Supersonics have been gone for so long since the KD era that, like, them coming back, like, that is such a huge deal. And it's such a huge deal for the city. You're telling me Paolo wouldn't want to be in there night one to open up their arena and their, like, their team? So, I tell you what, Paolo, Magic at Seattle game one. You you can can be be there, there, but you will be playing for us. So, yes, it's a legitimate. It's been 14 years. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's been 15 Mm -hmm. seasons. It's been 15 years. I don't think we're crazy. Seattle is. I don't think we're crazy for saying that at all, honestly. Um, So, I'm trying not to just like be bored of off season and be saying things like this, but genuinely this is something Jonathan and I have been talking about off of camera for like, since really since we got Palo in general and heard him talk about Seattle because it's real that his, his love for that city is real. I forgot who brought up this point. So please forgive me, whoever it was. It was, this is not my own organic thought. If Seattle does come back, there'll be an expansion team, and they'll be absolutely mm-hmm. terrible, like it probably for a couple of years. So maybe like you know, maybe it's just like yeah, that's my home team, but you know we're winning rings here in Orlando. Last thing I want to say about this is Seattle, the Sonics won a championship. If your team wins a championship, you should not be able to move that mm-hmm. team. 
the historical significance of winning a championship in a city, you should not be able to move that team. I just think yeah. that's wrong. Everybody agrees the Sonics never should have been moved to Oklahoma City, but we don't want them mm-hmm. back right now. That's no, nope, that's our stay take. There. Stay there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, Luke, I wanted to have a conversation with you. We've had a lot of talk, you know, since drafting Paolo and even really towards the end of last season about the expectations for the Orlando Magic for next season. Talking about all of the young talent that we have on this team, you know, you get Markel Fultz back at the end of the season. Hopefully we're getting Jonathan Isaac back. We knew that there was a pretty good chance we were going to get a top three pick. You end up with the number one overall pick in the draft. It's Paolo Bancaro. He looks incredible. He looks like the clear number one pick in the draft. Looks like the best player in the draft thus far before the season has started. But everything, you put all of that together, and I really just want to talk about how a lot of Magic fans feel about this upcoming season and why you are not crazy if you feel like the Magic are going to be much improved this season. So I want to start with with just a, a couple of facts that we've talked about on this show. So the Magic go 22 and 60 last season. Uh, 16 or 15 of those losses were by six or less points. Okay. Most of those 15 losses, I think it is, came without Markel Fultz in the majority of those games. And Jalen Suggs wasn't in 11 of those 15 games. 
So let's just say you have Markel the whole season, you have Jalen Suggs the whole season. Potentially the Magic win half of those games. You're telling me you bring Jalen Suggs, a great defender, and Markel Fultz back, and we are not able to close a five-point gap in at least half of those games? I would I would argue that pretty hard, that with Jalen and Markel, both of them healthy for the entire season, the Magic come pretty close to 30 wins. So just in the context of talking about the Magic improving, we're not talking about a true 22-win team potentially winning you know, 30, 35, maybe even flirting with 40 wins next season. We're really talking about a team that sh- probably should have been closer to 30 wins. Then you add Jonathan Isaac to the mix if he's healthy. And now, I know we've said that a million times. We have to say it. It's a disclaimer that we have to point out every time we have this conversation. But then you add Paolo Bancaro, who looks like he is going to be a legitimate contributor, potential rookie of the year guy from day one. If you add both of those guys onto what should have been a 30-win team last year, all of a sudden, like 30, 40 wins becomes pretty reasonable yeah. to me. Yeah, you mean next year? Yeah, this this coming season. Obviously, yeah, yeah, we yeah. can't go in the past, and Paolo doesn't go to Duke. He just goes right to the Orlando <laughs> Magic. So yeah, we're talking about next season. I think yeah. it's. I don't think it's crazy and a super homer slash bias take to say the Magic realistically could win thirty five to forty games this season. Well, what was it that I if said? Everything goes right. What What was it that I said uh, a few weeks ago? I think I put the number at thirty six. I believe it's thirty six, thirty eight, but. I think it was 36. Um, I think it was 36. That I was just saying, you know, if, if this team, like, that was what I basically said that, like, realistic to me is 36. If the team is fully healthy, the biggest disclaimer of all time with me saying that, but 36. 36, man. I There's no reason, like you said, not just Markel last year, right, but Markel without a minute's limit. And we had uh, Stephen Kagan of NBA University on Twitter on, was that last week? Last episode? Oh, it was episodes. last week. So, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had him on and he was talking about like potential high value assists, right? Like I believe that was the analytic that he brought up with Markel being second on It wasn't that even list. potential. It was actually it was high, it was value, high value persist, high value assist per 36 minutes. Okay, yeah. So... It, like those type of things made me start to really think about okay, if Markel's fully healthy, he's giving you twenty eight to thirty thirty minutes a game, you would hope. I just I don't understand why like people will laugh, right? Like we'll we'll I'm sure that we'll go on other podcasts, you know, before the season begins and we'll say a statement like realistically, I think the Magic could win thirty six games last year. And the people that haven't actually looked at what the Magic were dealing with scenario-wise, most injured team in the NBA, as we know. We've said this so many times. But it is important. It adds perspective to the season last season. Not to mention, that last quarter of the season, you're you're intentionally losing games. We saw it. So, I just... And with everybody healthy, man, it is so hard for me to see that this team can't win 36 games next year. So... And as I've also said, Jonathan, I am the pessimist of the group. So for me, even to admit this team can win 36 games next year, I typically have a lot of of you know reservations about something like that. That's a huge jump, and we're not naive to that. But man, I think it is very possible 
I think it is very, very possible that this team is at 36 and need maybe even better. Like it, it, it really hinders on Paolo and Jonathan Isaac, to be quite frank. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. I mean, one other thing that I, I think people are sort of sweeping under the rug is how good this team will be defensively. Mm. Just historically, and I, I think Magic fans really started to tune into this, at least younger, you know, newer Magic fans started to tune into this with Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford's emphasis on the defensive end of the basketball and just always talking about the defensive rating, saying that historically, if you are top 10 in defensive yeah. rating in the NBA, you have a very good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. I believe every team that finished in the top 10 in defensive rating in the NBA last year made the playoffs. Except for maybe we are the talking Knicks, about, right? I believe the Knicks finished outside of the top 10. I think they finished 11th. Okay. The last it. week of the season, they were in the top 10, and then mm. just kind of at the end, they went ahead and they actually fell outside of um, they fell outside of the top 10. So let's look at this. Boston, Golden State, Phoenix, Miami, Cleveland, Memphis, Dallas. Not Okay, the Clippers did not. The Clippers mm. were 8th. The Toronto Raptors and the Utah Jazz. But weren't the Clippers in the play-in game? Looking at yeah, the the Clippers were the nine seed. Uh, so I mean, realistically, if we were going back to a handful of seasons ago without the playing game, the Clippers would have made the playoffs. Yeah. So the top the ten mix. teams all made the postseason. You're yeah, in you're, the mix. you're right there in the mix. So after the All Star break, the Orlando Magic were seventh in the league. It's a 22 game stretch, so it's a pretty decent sample size. They were seventh in the entire NBA in defensive rating. You are telling me you're bringing back Markel Fultz 25 to 30 minutes a game. If you're bringing back Jonathan Isaac, even if he's not 100%, 70, 80% of Jonathan Isaac is still better than some of the guys that we were throwing out there in games last year, like Ignis Brezdakis, Admiral Schofield that was playing in some of these games, especially towards the end of the year. This team, the floor, in my opinion, should be a top 10 defensive team in the NBA. History shows us most of the time, that's good enough to make the playoffs. Well, and that's the other thing, though, is like it's not just defensively that this team is going to show improvement. And this team is not going like this team is going to be legitimately a great NBA defensive team next year. It all comes down to the offensive side of the ball, in my opinion. But you've got Markel Fultz, who is going to provide for these guys in terms of you know getting them open looks, um, going back to that high value assist analytic. And then you've got Paolo, who finally is a guy that Magic added to the roster who can create his own shot. Not only can he create his own shot, he's going to have defenders thinking about also his ability to do what Markel does in terms of, you know, get the ball where it needs to be for his, for his guys to get an easy shot. The vision on him is incredible. It, it's, it was underrated. I'm sure it is still underrated by the casual fan for sure who did not turn in, tune into Summer League. It it's hard not to get excited about the future of this team. And it's even hard in the immediate to not get excited about next, you know, this coming season. I think it's going to be a good time. And I personally, Jonathan, I wouldn't mind a schedule like last year in terms of the layout of difficulty, just from the standpoint of, I want to start the season with some cupcakes. Give me that, give me that easy start to the year. And then in December, like end of November, December, start to ramp it up for these guys in terms of difficulty and talent level of the other teams. Cause I would love for them to be able to get into a rhythm. I just would hate more than anything for them to start the season with the gauntlet 
and just get just beaten to the ground to the point where they're like they just lose a lot of morale. I want to see them to absolutely run over some bottom teams in the league. I'll tell you what. Let's take November and December's schedule from last year where it was like every other night yeah. or almost every night you were playing a playoff team or a team above yeah. 500. Let's push that to like the February, March, like March, April schedule. <laughs> Let's beat up on all the bad teams early. <laughs> Let's get that confidence up. Mm-hmm. Coming out of the all-star break, let's get into a rhythm mm. where the team like should be peaking at that point. You know, The goal is to get better over the course of the season. Peak at the right time, and then like let's look at March and April and be like, y'all, we have an actual legitimate chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. And I don't want to talk myself into – and I don't want to say on this podcast that I'm going to like guarantee the Magic are going to be a playoff guarantee. team because that would just – that would be really bad if, obviously, if it didn't happen, it would make me look very foolish. But the, and this is just as really the, like the start and the end of my argument. The personnel on this roster and the culture that has been set in place and the emphasis that has been made on the defensive end, my whole argument is the Magic should be a top 10 defensive team next season. And historically, that points to teams being in the playoffs. So you have a team that should be top 10 defensively, should be much improved offensively just with Markel Fultz playing more, other guys improving and adding Paolo Bancaro. Tell me why the Magic don't make the playoffs. Yeah. And people will say like, oh, well, you got to be better than this team. You got to be better than this team. You got to be better than this team. Every year teams fall. This is just a cyclical thing. Every year teams fall. Other teams get better. It's just the way that it goes. Two years ago, the Knicks made the playoffs. Guess what? They fell. Guess what? This year, the Charlotte Hornets made the playing game. We don't know what's going on with Miles Bridges. Without Miles Bridges, the Hornets aren't just going to be able to sign a guy and be like, okay, you're going to do what Miles Bridges yeah. did for us last season, not, at least not to the same extent. Right. So if that is the case, the Hornets will not be as good as they were last year, mm-hmm. in my opinion. If this Kevin Durant trade goes down with the Brooklyn Nets, the Nets will not be as good as they were last season. And even last season, they had a lot of you know injury concerns, but they weren't that good. Trade him to the West. Get him out of here. Trade him to the West. Please do us a massive favor. Trade him to the West. Are the Knicks going to be significantly better unless they trade for Donovan Mitchell? Maybe a little bit better, but probably not significantly better. The Pacers, probably not going to be a lot better. The Wizards, definitely not going to be a lot better. The Pistons... Not going to be a lot better. Like, it, it's we should be right there knocking on the door of the plane. Do you think the Pistons I, are having the I'm same conversation to, we are right now? I I don't think so because the Pistons have some really good they young, got a good young core like players in place. Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bay, uh, Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. Um, what's the other the other Jaden that they the guy from Memphis? For whatever reason, his name is Jalen Duran. Okay, there we go. They have a very good young core, but we have a mix of that and like good veteran players. You know, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Gary Harris. I I mean, I would still put our core like above them, just like collectively right now. If we're talking about ceiling, maybe it's a different conversation. But just as good as our guys are right now, I still think we have the leg up on Detroit. And let's like let's take a look at post All Star break. Where was Detroit in terms of defensive rating? Detroit was I'm having a hard time. They were 15th. So I don't really think we have the. 
I don't really think it's a, a, an argument right now. I'm sure Detroit Pistons fans would feel differently about that, but I'm having a hard time not talking myself into the Magic making the playoffs, and I don't know if that's what, a good thing or a bad thing. If you Are you looking at the standings from last year? I so, am. So looking at that, knocking out the teams that you've knocked out, are you thinking the Knicks move in to play-in territory? They could, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't guarantee it. Who's got to come out for the Magic to get in? You're looking at it. I'm, I'm not. But. I w- right now, I'm looking at the Hornets. Okay. It's Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Toronto, Chicago, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Cleveland, Charlotte. Okay, so it's got to be Brooklyn and Charlotte, and the Knicks can't jump in. Yeah, and right now, as they currently stand, I don't think the Knicks are significantly better than the Magic. Now, maybe Jalen Brunson is going to be like the solution to all of their problems. I know the point guard yeah. position was a, a massive flaw for them last season, so I could be wrong. Maybe he just like catapults in, but I I don't know that Jalen Brunson makes them a, 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 a you know, leaps them into the top ten defensively, so to speak. I mean, they're at eleven, so you can make that argument there, but I just think. We should be healthier this year. We have, like, it all, obviously all this rides on Jonathan Isaac coming back, which I, I know why people are, like, just can't buy into right. that. I totally get it. But if he comes back, Jalen uh, Suggs is healthy for the whole year. We're relatively healthy everywhere else. Just the personnel alone, it would be a massive failure, in my opinion, if the Magic aren't top 10 defensively next season. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I think it's going to be close. That's just that's the one point I keep coming back to. I think to. it's going to be close because it's not a guarantee that there the reports now are that if KD doesn't get traded, he is still willing to be playing for Brooklyn. So like right. KD's talent alone on the court, like you don't want to be close game with them with five minutes left in the game because you're probably going to lose. Like a team like the Magic, I would say that's the right. case. So you're just not going to have an answer for KD. And uh, so, yeah, I think that it, it rides a lot on that. There's a lot of variables. It is not just about the Magic. It's about the teams around them. And so, yeah, I, I think the, the Hornets have to bounce out. Katie's got to get dealt to the West. Because I just think you got to really prepare as if the Knicks are going to make the play-in at the very least. So you need two teams that come out of the, the playoff discussion, pretty much, in my opinion. All right, well, let's just let's look at what happened in the West, okay? Like nobody expected the Lakers to miss the playoffs. Fair? That's fair. If Damian Lillard doesn't get hurt in Portland, maybe they don't trade CJ McCollum, and then with a healthy CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, you expect Portland to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So it's just it's stuff that happens like that every single season, you know? Like like the Clippers. Clippers ended up as the ninth seed. I don't think even without Kawhi Leonard, people were banking on a healthy Paul George. But obviously, like you don't have most of the, those guys for most of the season, so you end up the ninth seed. But like at the end of the playoffs last year, even Kawhi with the torn ACL, you wouldn't have said the Clippers were going to be the ninth seed or really end up the the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. Was it? No, I'm sorry, the eighth seed, and then lose in the playing game and end up the yeah. ninth seed. Just kind of the way playing stuff is super confusing. But my point is it, that stuff happens mm-hmm. every year. A team that you expect to make the playoffs misses yeah. the playoffs. If you're the guy that goes, you know, sixteen for sixteen on your playoff, like your playoff teams at the beginning of the season, like you need to start contributing some money to <laughs> Vegas. Like it just it happens every year. I'm not counting on the magic, but I just feel like our road to the playoffs 
isn't as unlikely as people think. There's this is a potential. This could be our most Homer podcast oh, yeah. ever. Like oh, that yeah. is a. I'm, I'm oh, acknowledging if, if that that is realistic. Get a hold of this episode. It's who it's cares? Absolutely. You know well, what? you know we don't care. Else the odds of a Raptors this. fan seeing this is really high because they're always <laughs> on our YouTube channel. But I don't care, man. Uh, I just keep yeah. coming back to that. They should be in. They should be at least close to finishing top ten defensively. Yeah, and history shows us that yeah. gets you seventy percent of the way there. Just need an offense, baby. That's all I'm asking for. And health. Yeah, actually, I'm asking for a lot, but I, I, you know, I want an offense. Most of all, just because I feel like that's where the biggest leap is needed. I think the defense just happens yeah. organically. Yeah, Luke, I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah, yeah, we're we're done being homers at least on air i'm sure we will hit stop recording and jonathan and i will continue to talk ourselves into the magic making the play and maybe by the end of the night the magic are our top five seed in the east i don't know at the rate we're going we might get there that is unlikely <laughs> but for luke sylvia this has been jonathan osborne you guys are listening to the six man show we will catch you guys next time see ya Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.